previously on Snicktoons. I was joined by Ryan Sanio of SanioCast, and he is becoming like a recurring special guest host at this point. I think this was like the third episode that he was on uh, overall, and I know that he's coming back for at least one more episode as well. Uh, before the end of the season, at least. So, uh, but you know, it's always a really great time when he's on. And the episode that he and I broke down was season three, episode nine, Obsession. And it may be the weakest episode of X Men the Animated Series that we've watched so far. And yet it was so entertaining and so fun, despite all of that. And you could just tell that Ryan and I had an absolute blast breaking this episode down because. Most of the time, we can't really contain our laughter at how silly some of the logical leaps were in that particular episode, but that shouldn't take away from how good of an episode it really was, especially as a character study for Archangel, who, if you're listening to the show, you'll know is uh, Ryan's favorite X-Men. So it was a lot of fun to have him on and to break that episode down with. Uh, so if you haven't listened, make sure you jump back into the previous Snicktoons episode and check out our breakdown of Season 3, Episode 9, Obsession. So, Bub, you may have noticed at the top of the show, I did not mention that I am back with a special guest host, and that is because I am not, nor do I have a first-time guest host on this episode. I'm actually doing something a little bit different. I am still going to cover an episode of X-Men the Animated Series. That's going to be Season 3, Episode 10, Longshot, but I will be covering that episode in a way that we have not seen yet on Snicktoons. So we'll see how it goes. It might not turn out the best. It might not be the best. And if you don't enjoy it, let me know um, and we can make sure not to do it again. But on the other hand, if you do like it, then we can look at possibly expanding that uh, as one of our new formats for covering episodes of X-Men the Animated Series. But before we get to our coverage of Longshot, there are a few things I wanted to talk about. First off, I want to apologize for having missed uh, releasing an episode last week. If you're listening to this on release day, then that means that a week ago, uh, July what 30th, uh, we did not release an episode of Snicktoons. And there are a couple of factors that went into that. Uh, namely, I recently had surgery. Now, it wasn't like any kind of emergency surgery. I wasn't put under. There was no cutting. It was LASIK. It was uh, elected, like I chose to have this done. I knew it was coming, uh, but I still wasn't able to get prepared enough to have an episode ready for release last week. So that's the first off. I just want to apologize. So those of you who woke up last Saturday and were thinking, oh, great, a Snicktoons, and then you didn't have one, I, I do apologize, but there were some uh, factors that went into that. It was all, it also happened to be the week that my older son had his birthday. And so we were doing stuff for that uh, as well. So a lot of stuff going on and it just didn't work out that I had an episode ready to go for that uh, particular Saturday. So hopefully this one makes up for it. And 
Uh, not next week, but the week after, I actually have something else extra special planned with myself and my guest for that episode, doing something else that has never been done on Snicktoons before. So uh, stay tuned for that in about two weeks. Uh, but but again, before we jump into our episode for today, the other thing I wanted to talk about was San Diego Comic-Con International or San Diego Comic-Con 2022. Uh, that was a Comic-Con that ended just a few weeks ago. And uh, although we had major, major MCU news, we also did happen to get some news for an upcoming X-Men project. And that is next year's X-Men 97. So if you haven't heard of this yet, uh, X-Men 97 is an animated series that will come to Disney Plus in fall of next year. And it is a continuation of X-Men, the animated series. So it's releasing in fall of next year, and they haven't told us exactly when, so we don't know when in fall, but it is confirmed fall of 2023, we are getting X-Men 97. Now, I'm looking forward to this show quite a bit. Uh, the original creators of X-Men, the animated series, Eric Leewald, Julia Leewald, and of course, uh, director extraordinaire, Larry Houston. They were all involved in the creation of this show. They served as consultants and had a lot of input um, as to this upcoming series. And the thing that I am perhaps most excited about is all of the living crew members from these original series uh, are reprising their roles for X-Men 97. That's right. We're getting Cal Dodd. We're getting Lenore Zan. Like we're getting all the greats. We're getting uh, Ron Rubin back as Morph even like, so, so that's pretty cool. Like we're getting all of these, these actors back to, to reprise their roles, to breathe new life into these characters with their amazing voice work. I'm, I'm super excited. Uh, but we did get a few other pieces of information regarding X-Men 97. And so I just wanted to get all of that out there on this show for those of you who, who may not follow um, all the different comic book news, you know, as it comes out on, on the social medias and, and what have you. So if you're on the Talk and Snicked Discord, you'll have seen I, I shared the, the three stills or the four stills that came out of San Diego Comic-Con regarding this series. It was uh, the first still that was released was a still of the X-Men team. You know, the, the eight normal X-Men characters that we all know and love as the main cast of characters for X-Men, the animated series, you know, your Cyclops, your Jean, your Rogue, your Gambit, your Storm, your Wolverine, and your Jubilee and your Beast. We're still getting all eight of the main X-Men characters in this show. And they're keeping the looks like really similar. You know, the, the character looks, they all look the same as they did in this original series with uh, one exception, or maybe two exceptions, really. Uh, one of them is that uh, it appears that Storm will be sporting a mohawk, and yet she'll still be wearing her white costume that she's worn throughout the duration of this sh of the original show. So uh, that's one change. And then the other change is it looks like Jean is no longer wearing her weird head sock thing that like gave her a little bit of hair at the top and then like a really long ponytail. Like, nah, she's got like the fully open, you know, her, her hair is flowing. Uh, everything else pretty much looks the same, you know, beast, uh, Wolverine, Jubilee, Gambit, like no real updates. They all just kind of look the exact same as they have 
uh, throughout the course of the show. So it's really great. Like they're keeping that continuity alive. They're, they're continuing the look of the show and, and it makes sense. Um, another still that was released was a still of all the additional characters who are expected to possibly join the X-Men or at least play much larger roles. Most of these are characters that we had seen in guest roles before. Uh, we have Cable, we have Bishop, we have Forge, and we have Colossus. Uh, but then we have two other characters that could be a surprise. We have Morph, again, returning to the X-Men. Uh, this time, allegedly, as uh, as a mainstay, you know, the, these are supposed to be characters that are joining the X-Men throughout the show. And so we are getting more Morph, which I'm super excited to have. I loved Ron Rubin and I loved Morph in this original series. So getting him back is really cool. And his look has been updated. He's not the normal Morph that we saw in the original show. Like this time, he's kind of got that Age of Apocalypse white head. Uh, or Exile's head that he had in those two series. Uh, and yet he still seems to have his like traditional blue and yellow suit with his brown jacket. Uh, but he's gone with the like blank slate, just white morph face. So that's pretty interesting. Uh, I'd be willing to see like how they explain that. And you know, the, the choices that morph as a character has made to adopt that as his look versus like the normal face and hair and all that that he had throughout the original show. And then the final character that was introduced to be joining the X-Men, and this one is, is a bit of a surprise because this is a character that I don't recall that we've actually seen in an episode of X-Men, the animated series before, and that is Sunspot. Uh, and he looks awesome. Like the, the, the way that they animated, like when he's in his like solar mode, his like black mode, uh, it looks really cool. So I'm super excited to see how he is going to play into the, this new series. Um, and then, of course, they also released one other still of like a group of characters. And this is going to be the villains who should be appearing prominently in at least this first season. We have Mr. Sinister coming back as like, you know, one of the main bad guys, which I'm very excited about. Um, and then also we have Sebastian Shaw and Emma Frost from the Inner Circle, as they're called in the show, uh, from the Hellfire Club and the comic books. And then we had uh, two other characters that uh, were were somewhat surprising, somewhat shocking to see. Uh, one of these characters is Callisto, leader of the Morlocks. So it appears that Callisto, at least, if not all of the Morlocks, are, are returning to the show, but this time... Uh, returning to their antagonistic roots. You know, the first time we were introduced to Callisto and the Morlocks was during the Captive Hearts episode where they were they were the villains of the episode. You know, they had kidnapped Cyclops and Jean Grey, specifically Cyclops, because Callisto was looking for a husband uh, and a stud, which was really strange for a child's cartoon. Um, but like that was her her motivation for for capturing Cyclops. Um, and then like, it was, it was like pretty antagonistic that whole episode and everything. So yeah, seeing Callisto, uh, be, be named and shown as one of the villains for this upcoming season. I'm very curious to see where, where this show leads the X-Men in terms of, uh, bringing back the Morlocks. And then the last one, and this one I'm, I'm 
very surprised about but the final like villain that was uh teased or at least shown is valerie cooper now valerie cooper in the comic books most predominantly was an ally of mutants as an as an ally of the x-men um, when she was the government liaison for the x-factor team in 1990s x-factor but she has kind of gone on uh, you know she's kind of been on both sides throughout her her whole time within the comic books and knowing how this series ends without getting into spoilers but knowing how the original series ended especially with henry peter gyrick um bringing someone in like valerie cooper is a very interesting is a very interesting way to go like i wonder if that means they're going to do project wide awake if they're bringing sentinels back if they're bringing uh, master mold back or maybe they're going to go with a completely different way maybe valerie cooper is going to be leading like some sort of a hound program in this new show you know the hound program that was uh started and, and run by ahab i forget the character's actual name i know that he had a regular name i want to say it was like rory something or other rory mcintyre maybe i don't know i'm probably drawing a complete blank but um either way like ahab was kind of the guy that like rounded up and and controlled the hounds in the days of the future past uh storyline and we also had a version of him oh rory campbell oh we also had a version of him in the gifted season one of the gifted he was like the main antagonist of that season and so um just knowing that Valerie Cooper works as, you know, she works for the government. She seems to be the successor of Gyrick. Uh, are they going to do Sentinels again? Or are we going to see something completely new, but in that same vein, what would it be? And the maybe the logical choice would be, you know, Hounds. So that would be really interesting. And it would be a cool way to set up a bunch of different guest appearances for other mutants that haven't been introduced in the continuity of the show so that would be cool so yeah that one valerie cooper that one was very surprising to see her included and then out of comic con came our fourth still a still which showed magneto in what appeared to be like a quarry or a construction site or something with like the blackbird behind him and he's not like buckethead uh you know scarlet suited magneto anymore like this is a magneto who has taken over leadership of the x-men and is like not just the field leader but like the leader of the team and everything and he's wearing his costume that he wore right around uncanny x-men number 200 you know that trial of magneto and all of that where it's like the purple kind of like draped suit with just the m on like the whole upper body so that was really cool i like that they're going in a different direction with Magneto. You know, this is a, a version of Magneto that we don't get too often, like the heroic leader of the X-Men. We kind of got that in, in Age of Apocalypse, and we've seen it throughout the comics here and there. Uh, but I, I really like that uh, instead of just going with like the traditional Magneto costume, but making it white or black as they've done in the comics, they're like, no, nah, we'll just go with this other costume that he wore like very briefly when he was like at the height of his... Um, like redemption, his turn to being a good guy. Uh, so I liked that they went with that. I thought that was very cool. So yeah, so that was all of the news for X-Men 97. I have to admit, as much as I hate to wait until fall of next year to finally get to it, I'm glad that it's not spring of next year and that I have to hurry and cram two and a half more seasons of, of Snicktoons in. Um, 
I feel like by them saying, hey, it's coming in fall, then I can like, you know, take my time and still do one or two episodes of X-Men the Animated Series per episode of Snicktoons and finish in plenty of time. And then there's no rushing. And by the time I finish breaking down and taking us all the way through the five seasons of X-Men the Animated Series, then we will be graced with X-Men 97. So that is that is very cool. I'm, I'm super excited about all of that. Uh, but yeah, that's what I wanted to talk about. Um, I think now we can jump into uh, how we're going to cover Longshot. So I've never done this before for this podcast, but I, I'm kind of inspired by my buddies, Rob and Kirkland from Turtles Forever. When they watch episodes of Ninja Turtles, whatever series it happens to be, they do what they call a green screen and they just pull up the episode and they they watch the episode in real time and provide commentary. Now, obviously that format works really well when you have a host co-host situation and it might not be as good um, as I'm doing this as a one-man commentary, but I figured I'd give it a try, see how it goes. And uh, if it's something that works, maybe we can uh, look at bringing this into future episodes of Snicktoons. And if it sucks, then, you know, I never have to do it again. And this will be, well, it will have been a long shot. Oh, man, I hate that I that I made that dad joke, but, you know, low-hanging fruit, got to take it. All right, so like I said, we are going to be breaking down, or well, just we're actually going to be watching X-Men the Animated Series Season 3, Episode 10, and that is Longshot. So this episode originally premiered October 5th, 1996. So you're thinking, well, 1996, that wasn't uh, Season 3. No, it wasn't. This just like the uh, No Mutant is an Island episode was one that uh, had production issues and ended up being released two years after it was originally written and scheduled for. So again, like I said, this one actually uh, originally premiered October 5th, 1996, but it was planned to be episode 10 of season three. So this episode was written by Stephen Melching and David McDermott. The story edits from Eric Leewald. And then since this one actually didn't premiere until 1996 for part of season five, the directing credits are actually uh, co-shared by Larry Houston and Frank Squillis. Since Larry Houston was the director of every episode from seasons one through four, and then Frank Squillis was the director of all of the episodes in season five. All right, bub. So I have my episode pulled up. Since I'm doing the commentary live, um, I, I'm planning on having the episode playing in the background so that you can hear the audio. So if you're not watching along, uh, it's not a complete waste for you. Um, I don't know if I will be able to get away with this. I have no idea if like Anchor is going to be like, hey, you can't upload that or whatever. Uh, and if that's the case, then you won't even hear this. Um, but if I can upload it and do it, then you'll, you'll hear this segment. So, um, I actually have this, I actually own these episodes. I own the whole series in, in iTunes. So I have it downloaded onto my device and I will be playing it like that. And, uh, what I'm going to do is I'll just go ahead and announce three, two, one, 
go. And as I say go, I will be pressing play on my device. And like I said, I will try to be providing uh, commentary in real time while we watch this episode. So yeah, we'll, we'll see how this goes. I figured uh, for the first time doing this kind of uh, a live commentary while watching an episode, what better episode to do than an episode that has to do with Mojo. And so that's why I had selected Longshot for this particular experimentation. So here we go. Starting the episode in three, two, one, go. All right. So as we're getting the previously on X-Men and we are getting the uh, opening credits and all that, um, I want to talk a little bit about Longshot. So Longshot is a character that I haven't necessarily loved really ever. Um, like his tenure on X-Men ended before my time as a fan began. Uh, so he was a character that was always like, oh, he was just an old X-Man, uh, but he's not part of the team anymore, so he's not important. Like, that was kind of my uh, understanding of the character as I grew up as a kid, right? So it was just like, oh, this guy, he's old news. He's not an X-Man anymore. He's got kind of a dumb haircut as well. Um, and, like, he only has three fingers on each hand. That's weird. So, so yeah, like, I was never a huge long shot fan growing up. Uh, he never appeared in any of the comic books that I read either. So he just never really made an impression on me. Having gone back through and like reading the Claremont run, I can say that like, I'm still not the biggest long shot fan, but like, I definitely like him a lot more now than I used to. And so here we are, we're like, we're taken into into the episode, I love this scene with like Jubilee driving because especially driving into the parking lot right here. Like I remember when when my sister, my older sister was a teenager and she was getting her driver's license and it was scary driving in the car with her uh, for a long time. And uh, I like Wolverine's like, I'm going in the shop. And of course, while he's gone, uh, <laughs> like that's when we get our, our fun entrance for for long shot. Um, and I like this like Terminator two, like I'm getting Terminator two vibes from this, like with the like energy ball kind of thing opening up. Uh, but then we get like these really scary guys coming through. Like I would be, I would be totally frightened. Um, and yeah, there she is. There's spiral. Um, I actually really like spiral. She's a cool bad guy. Um, she's a cool anti-hero, I guess. Anyway, going back to, to long shot, this episode is, like loosely based on the long shot mini from uh, Annie Nocenti and I believe Art Adams did the artwork for that series. And I have to admit, like I've pretty much read everything from the Claremont run, like all of his issues of uncanny, all of the annuals, all of the classic X-Men like backup stories that he did when they started doing that, where he would like go back through and add a few more pages of like retcon or depth to like older stories somewhere he would flesh out like character relationships and stuff. Like I've read all of that stuff. I've read all the various spinoffs that he wrote and most of the other spinoffs that were written by the other writers. And I like most of it. And there's a few things that I, I don't necessarily love, but honestly, long shot is one that like, I was never able to finish that. I was just never able to really enjoy my time uh, while I was reading long shot. Um, I like Jub or uh, I like Wolverine right here too. Just you know, I was like, 
as he's running out because he notices that she's not in the car like that's the kind of uh reaction you'd have if like your two-year-old wasn't in the car anymore but like a 16 year old girl like you probably don't need to freak out that much logan uh, i like the warwolves though i i love this sequence right here like i have to admit like long shot's pretty cool right here like he's doing flips and stuff um the animation like doesn't look terrible in this episode either uh one of the reasons why this episode was delayed is because this was one of two episodes that were sent to a different animation studio in either Korea or the Philippines. I don't remember, but they were cheaper studios. Um, they, they cost less to animate. And unfortunately, there there is a reason for that is because a lot of what they got was was poor quality. A lot of stuff had to be like reanimated and fixed. Um, and because of that, the uh, the producers um, they had to like hold this episode for two years. Um, that's why this one appears so late. But like I have to admit, like the animation isn't terrible. Like the way that uh, Longshot was animated, the way the werewolves are animated in this sequence right here when they're when Wolverine's fighting them, like this is really cool. I, I really dig this animation. I love the werewolves too. I'm a big fan right now. I've I've been reading the Krakoa era. And um, Rachel has like a pet baby werewolf named Amazing Baby. And it's like my new favorite ex-pet. Like, sorry, Lockheed. Sorry, Jonathan, the actual Wolverine. Sorry, Jeffrey, the land shark. Like, Amazing Baby is like my favorite of the ex-pets right now. Or maybe when Shogo turns into a dragon. But probably Amazing Baby. (laughs) I've been kind of babbling on and on while this episode's going down. And because of that, we're not hearing like all of these really great um, like movie or TV show related one liners uh, that all these characters are throwing out. So maybe I'll I'll stop babbling and uh, just watch some of this. Oh man, I love Wolverine because it's like he remembers, you know, he remembers going to to Mojo World and the fact that uh, Longshot was there. So, so he knows that uh, things aren't the best. (laughs) I feel like Mojo works better in the cartoon than he ever did in the comic books because it, like he's he's a character created to be like satirical of the tv industry uh which you kind of miss you know when you read about it in the comic books it's kind of like one medium is poking fun at the other medium uh but in this one like it provides an extra layer of like metatextual uh references and stuff like it's you can actually like see it play out like the way that you're manipulated by television by watching stories unfold and stuff. And like, I just feel like Mojo has, is better in, in the TV shows and the cartoons than, than he ever was in the comic books. Like when I read a Mojo story in the comics, I can take them or leave them, but they're, they make for really interesting episodes in, in each of the cartoons that he's appeared. When you are on screen, you're both positive. The universe also to agree 
<laughs> I feel like I want to fan cast Ray Wise as Major Domo. <laughs> I just think that he'd be so great. Um, I remember it was my my buddy Quinn, who's been on the show before, had actually done a fan cast of his own, uh, which was Mark Hamill as the voice of Mojo. And I think that would be so perfect. So imagine like a Mojo, only like a live action Mojo voiced by Mark Hamill, but then you'd have Ray Wise as a, as major Domo. That'd be awesome. <laughs> oh man. I think Rogue just said what I think she said. I like how when so in this sequence that we just saw Wolverine brings them into the X mansion and immediately takes them into like the the billiards room but he somehow manages to like just strip off his clothes and he's got his costume on and then I like that how he was like arguing with Jubilee and every time it would switch to Jubilee it's like she was looking up at Wolverine I like that that forced perspective that was cool I like that. Oh, big brother Wolverine looking out for Jubilee. I feel like even though he's not blonde, you'd have to go with an actor like, I don't know, Brandon Routh as, as Longshot. Like, just give him, like, fake bleach blonde hair. Like, he, he's a dude who got his start in, like, soap opera acting, uh, but is known for, like, being a good actor, but also, like, fairly cheesy. Like, I feel like he would be able to portray that in Longshot with, like, an earnestness that you don't really get. Um, from anyone else of course if you have brandon routh as long shot then you got to bring in like courtney ford as spiral uh just because you know they're married in real life but they've they've played opposite each other and a couple of different things especially legends of tomorrow where they like kind of hate each other but not really i think that would be a, like a perfect dynamic for for long shot and spiral and i don't know why my commentary for this episode has turned into me fan casting a mojo live action uh endeavor but it is what it is <laughs> gosh man i i can't be the only one who thinks longshot just has like the worst hair All right, I feel like I recognize this hairy guy, but but not enough. Like I said, I've, I've never really been a huge long shot fan, so the long shot stuff, like especially when he like teams up with Dazzler and they like fight their little like revolution thing and Mojo verse and all that, like I'm not really up to speed on that sort of thing. So I'm I'm not getting some of these references or knowing who some of these characters are. Life essence. It's Mojo. 
He's here. I can smell him. <laughs> Mojo's continued presence in our dimension could have dire consequences for all life on Earth. I found something else. Jubilee's jacket. Uh -oh. Jubilee's jacket. Nothing. I can't read any future form. You don't mean to. No. Reading the future. I don't remember that being part of Longshot's power set. Like, I, I remember his power set being that, like, he was able to affect luck, but only if his intentions were, like, altruistic. Like, if he truly wanted to help somebody and he needed a little bit of luck to do it, he was able to do that. But if he wanted something or tried to alter the probability of something for selfish reasons, it would it would backfire. I don't I don't remember him having like some some sort of like for foreseeable power, some sort of like precognition. Ooh, I like this flying ships. Oh no, his final appearance anywhere. That can't be good. <laughs> Oh, man, I like Beast's Spock approach. Like, oh, fascinating. Like, really? Like, these bad guys just showed up, and they're clearly going to try to fight you, and you're fascinated? All right. Nice. <laughs> yep, that's exactly it. Like that's the trick to TV. You, you need drama. Oh no. I really like I, I have to say, like, I really like Mojo's ship. Like this the flying kind of like pirate ship, you know, a flying galley. Like I don't know why, but that that sort of thing, like always just uh well to borrow Beast Word, I find it fascinating. Uh, I actually a long while back, like uh, took a couple of writing classes for comic books and uh, the story that I created has to do with uh, flying pirate ships. So. <laughs> Man, Wolverine is just not having any of long shot. I love it. <laughs> they keep flashing his eye thing as if it's like, see, he's handsome. Like, I just can't take his haircut. I can't take a mullet seriously. It's like uh, Joe Dirt. Like, I just, I, I can't. I like Camp Cretaceous because you can't say Jurassic Park. Uh-oh, a sharp tooth again. <laughs> oh man like the, just the perfect response for a cartoon in 1994 or at least one that was written in 1994 
with Spiral being like a large lizard and Mojo saying, trust me, the kids will love it. Like, oh yeah. Like in 1993, 1994, like I loved dinosaurs. And I think most kids my age probably did thanks to Jurassic Park and the Lost World. Like loved, loved dinosaurs. Ooh, Tusk. No, Quark. That's right. Quark. I always remember this guy because his action figure. Like, here's a guy who is like a fairly deep comic book cut, like appearing only in the long shot series and then like in one other issue once. And yet he's in one episode of X-Men, the animated series. And so naturally he gets an action figure. Like, I remember having this action figure and not having any idea what the heck it was being like, who is this like goat dude? And I still couldn't really tell you, like, obviously he's a goon who works for Mojo. Um, but that's about all I know. Now this dude, the, the like red, the red fur dude with like the beard wearing like the, the like the knight kind of armor. I remember that guy being like the main bounty hunter dude who Mojo had sent to track down Longshot in the issues of his miniseries that I did read. So I at least remember that guy. And there was also, he had like a younger version of himself that was like a dog. Uh, so like it walked around on all fours and it was naked. But then as the story progressed, it like turned into that character. I don't, I, I can't remember. It was, it's really weird. <laughs> Angry ex-girlfriend. There you go. Uh-oh, his luck's wearing out. Uh, good thing Wolverine was there to uh, to save him. And seeing Longshot trip like that, like that can't be right. Cancel him. It'll look great on my resume. Yeah. I love these uh, like TV, the TV parlance that they use in here. Of course, Longshot gets all the credit for Jubilee's rescue, not Rogue, who actually like went in there and freed her uh, to be a young teenage girl with a crush. <laughs> all right, so the tide has turned. Uh, the X-Men are starting to like overpower all the bad guys, but it looks like Mojo at least has long shot right where he wants him. <laughs> oh, Jubilee to the rescue this time. Spiral gets 
<laughs> so here's my question, right? Like Spiral can teleport Mojo and, and all of the people from Mojoverse back to the Mojoverse. Why didn't he just send her to begin with and immediately teleport Longshot back? Like maybe I missed it because I'm doing commentary. So I'm like talking over, but like, why couldn't she have just done that in the first place? Oh, a forehead kiss. Ouch, friend zoned. Poor Jubilee. But she's only 15, so it wouldn't have been appropriate anyway. Oh, and there's Longshot's Rose. Okay, so... So there you have it. That was uh, X-Men, the animated series, season three, episode 10, long shot. Uh, I feel like, <laughs> like I probably ended up talking over too much uh, while providing the commentary, but uh, yeah, you know, I hope it worked out. This was a, this was an experimental take on Saturday morning Snicktoons and I wanted to see how it would go. Um, it was definitely fun watching the episode live and, uh, and, and talking about it. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know how, how well this worked for the, for you listeners. So uh, yeah, give me some feedback. Let me know if uh, this might be a format you'd like to see me adopt moving forward. Um, otherwise, yeah, we'll just stick to the, uh, the breakdowns the way, the way that we've been doing it. But yeah, uh, there you have it. That is uh, X-Men, the animated series season three, episode 10, Long shot. So there you have it, bub. That will do it for today's episode. Like I said, I hope this format worked for you all listening at home. Uh, but again, just let me know. Uh, give me some feedback for this episode. Let me know if this is a, a way you'd like to see uh, Snicktoons move in the future or, or not. Um, but either way, uh, so that was that episode tune in next week as myself and a, a returning special guest host breakdown X-Men, the animated series season three, episode 11 cold comfort, uh, which I'm just going to let you all know. Now that is an episode that I'm super looking forward to covering because of the guest appearances for that particular episode lots of characters that i really really love uh finally make their first appearances in uh in x-men the animated series so go ahead and uh, look for that one coming next week like i said myself and a returning guest host will be uh jumping back to uh, our, our regular format regular formula for that particular episode and uh i know that uh, i keep saying it um uh, but yeah, look, uh, stay tuned. Look forward to uh, the next Talk and Snicked proper episode coming out, closing out our um, Omega Red month, um, and then kind of wiping the slate clean as we move into a new theme for Wolverine, which will be um, non-Marvel crossovers. So uh, there's a couple of crossovers that I wanted to cover where Wolverine teams up with characters from books published by different companies. 
Um, but also one thing that I have coming down the pipe, be prepared for this in about two to three weeks is, um, the scripted podcast Wastelanders Wolverine is coming to a close here real soon with its 10th episode. And I will be doing a talking snicked special uh, to cover all of Wastelanders Wolverine. Like I said, it's a scripted podcast. It's the most recent one. It's, it's ongoing. There's about two episodes left and I've loved it. I, I feel like it's gotten better and better every single episode and these last two three episodes have just been fantastic stuff so i'm really looking forward to covering that podcast in its entirety um, on an upcoming episode of talk and snicked as well so uh stay tuned for that uh one real quick announcement um you may if uh, for those of you who follow me on instagram you may have seen the posts i will be leaving instagram eventually um i was planning originally to leave at the end of july but um, I've been using it to coordinate a few episodes with a few guest hosts that I have upcoming. And so I've, I've kept it in the meantime, uh, and I'm working on getting all of those upcoming guest hosts over onto the Discord. Um, so pretty soon, probably at the end of August instead, uh, you will see the Talk and Snicked Instagram shutdown. Uh, but don't fret, uh, seriously, jump on to the Talk and Snick Discord if you like talking X-Men, if you like talking Wolverine, if you like my podcast, if you're interested in uh, talking to any of the people who have appeared as guest hosts on, on my show. Most of them are uh, part of the Discord as well. So yeah, it's a, it's a really great community, really fun. Uh, it, it's a very small community. We're pretty tight-knit. We all kind of know each other. Um, from having been on, on, you know, various shows, there's a lot of overlap in shows and stuff. Um, so we're all kind of friends over there, but, uh, always looking for, for more people to jump into the discord. Um, it's a great way to get like your social media itch, you know, scratch your Wolverine and X-Men social media itch without actually having to be on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook and having to deal with the cesspool of socio-political, garbage that we see constantly posted on those kind of sites. Like we have none of that on the talk and snick discord. It's all X-Men all the time. So with that being said, you can still reach out to me via Instagram for now at talk and snicked. Of course you can always reach me via email talksnicked at gmail.com. And of course, if you're interested, join the discord, you can find the link in the show notes. One last thing before I let you go, stay tuned to the very end of the episode. Check out Back from the Dead. It's original music written by Retcon X. And if you like it, you can check out his YouTube channel or his Spotify playlist for a bunch of other original music also inspired by the X-Men. Until next time, bub.